Hello, everyone. It's been a bit of a break. We've all been super busy here in Q4 of 2022. But it is important we take time to end the year with a discussion about Connecticut paid family leave. And we're going to do that from the employer's perspective. We have our special guest on this episode is Kate Peichel, HR Director at Avid Marketing. And you'll hear Kate and I discuss Connecticut paid family leave and uh, the virtues of the state plan versus a private plan. Uh, What happens if you're not happy with the state plan? Is it too late to move to a private plan? How do you do that? What are the pros and cons of each pitfalls to look out for? And and we'll hear Kate talk about what Avid Marketing is going to do going forward. and, And maybe you could learn something from that. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Friends with Employee Benefits. Kate, why don't we just start by you introducing yourself and talking a little bit about you know who you are, what your background is, and who you work for, and uh, let's get to know you a little bit that way. Sure. So I'm Kate Peichel. I'm the HR Director at Avid Marketing Group. We are a company of about 70 people located in Rocky Hill. Uh, we primarily work on marketing for um, beverage alcohol companies such as Diageo, um, the Boston Beer Company, the Wine Group. We do a lot of um, digital type of work, instant wins, sweepstakes, um, and we have a lot of different platforms that we own that we leverage and, and sell in as product um, that can be used in a marketing way to, to different companies. Um, I have been there since uh, September of 2021. Prior to that, I was at a company called Tracy Lockdown in Southern Connecticut. I had been there um, on and off for about 20 years, started most of my career had been in um, client service, account management, working on shopper marketing programs for really big brands like Pepsi and Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer and Starbucks and Reebok, you name it. I probably I probably worked on it at some point in my life, uh, managing really big teams and and doing things like that. Um, about seven years ago, I decided to change my career, and I was fortunate enough to stay at Tracy Lock and go into recruiting, and then eventually became the HR manager at the company. Um, and then when COVID hit, I just. Uh, kind of got that itch like everybody else during their great resignation and started looking out there and uh, found the HR director position at Avid and it being a small company attracted me to to wanting to pursue more of that type of career. And now I've been there for over a year and learning all the ins and outs of of HR management. Uh, you guys sort of focusing pr- primarily on, you know, al- alcohol, beverage, uh, you know, marketing. It makes sense that you'd be working with One Digital because have you seen our, our refrigerator at all? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never got to partake, but yes, I yeah, have seen yeah, it. Yeah. Well, we'll have you back <laughs> in for that. Um, all right. Well, so you're here, Kate, to talk about uh, family leave and absence mm-hmm. management and and get on that subject. We're almost a year into Connecticut paid family leave. So just a level set, um, do, are you guys in the state plan, private plan? What would you guys opt for? to? So we just switched over to a private plan. Um, little, it's, it's a little confusing because we switched over to the private plan on October 1st. Uh, the state so you con- started with a state plan. Started with a state plan, putting money into it like mm-hmm. everybody did in 2021. Mm-hmm. And then 2022, we were on the state plan. I will say not one person at the company at that point was taking advantage of it um, that I can think of. I don't think so. Hmm. Um, And then 
we decided to look into short-term disability as part of our benefits package. So we started that as in, um, in addition to the state plan on September 1st. And then we switched over to that private plan um, for PFML on October 1st because the state does not allow you to make the switch in between a quarter. So you have to do it at the end of right, the quarter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So a little confusing because one plan started, the, the short-term disability plan started 9-1, and we started with the private plan on 10-1. So going back to, to January of this year when the Connecticut Pay Family Leave actually you know, w- was active, you're on the state plan. What was the experience? You, you, you didn't have people using the plan, so there was no feedback you were getting. Yeah, really, um, you know, really none. I, I, I think we did a good job of explaining to people what were go- what was going to happen with mm-hmm. their paychecks and um, and how we were you know there was the build up for quite some time of taking money out of people's paychecks and and building up the plan for the state so uh, and not many people I think realized it because it's not it's not a ton of money coming out of your check but uh, we did a good job of explaining that to people and then come uh, this year we sent out all of the notices and sat down with people and explained to them what was happening and that the state plan was now in effect and if they needed any uh, sort of uh, leave that this was the process they were going to go through Mm -hmm. Um, so that was all handed out but you know here the thing with leaves um, and I think it's just true of the of of humans is that you don't think of it until you need it right Mm -hmm. so nobody (laughs) nobody really asked about it nobody nobody needed to know too much about it until we did have a few who um, needed to go on maternity leave and I started to work with them in some of their questions on the Connecticut plan in the summertime um, when they were getting closer to their leave uh, and really just directed them to the state site because mm-hmm. um, that's really what all you could really do. And yeah. then they get a caseworker and they go that way. Uh, I think that's the hard part about the state plan is that you really, as the person in the building, you can't answer too many questions because you're not in charge of their case and you don't, you know, it's really employee driven. Right, right. And so, well, what prompted you now to make the switch to uh, a private plan? Yeah, so um, we were here discussing just overall benefits with One Digital. Um, as being our new broker this year, and uh, short-term disability came up. And it's something that I was really hoping the our owners would be open to uh, because before the Connecticut plan and before short-term disability, we had just kind of our own um, maternity leave policy. It wasn't paternity leave. It was strictly maternity. Um, and then we had just kind of our own F- – we worked with the state with, as far as FMLA went and, when it, and we're in those guidelines. So with the Connecticut plan coming on, we had a little bit of this period of not of, of kind of being unsure of, of what we were going to do additionally as, as a company. And as a small company who, you know, we're always looking at our um, benefit packages and our, our overall compensation packages for new people coming on board and, and our existing employees, I knew that we needed to do something a little bit more in order to stay competitive in the market mm-hmm. and um, short-term di- disability came up and we decided to supplement the Connecticut plan so anybody that was making over I think the threshold when you do the um, 
when you do the math, is around seventy thousand. Mm-hmm. Anybody making over the seventy thousand dollars a year, the short-term disability would kick in and help supplement the remainder up to that percentage yep. um, to cover them. So uh, I was really pleased when our owner said, "Yeah, let's do it," and the company will pay for the cost. So our employees don't even have to don't pay for short-term disability. It's an, just an additional benefit they get. Yeah. It, so it sounds like. The uh, introduction of paid leave in Connecticut prompted you to really look at your entire leave policy and, and, and benefits package. And yeah. uh, and is that helping you now, do you think, recruit and retain people that you, you've sort of enhanced the benefit and you've, you're I, offering I think these? It, I think it will. Uh-huh. Um, I, don't, I don't believe it's um, – I, I think it's starting to help. Uh, here's what I'll say is is that we switched over to um, or we, we switched on short-term disability on September 1st. We switched over to the private PFML on October 1st. Mm-hmm. I had two people leave on maternity leave, one right before October 1st and the one on and another one on October 4th. So um, I had to learn a lot very quickly. And I'm still helping these two through uh, a lot of the paperwork and a lot of the even getting them their membership information onto the site for the short for the for the um, private plan. So I'll, I'll tell you, if, if I, I would never have chosen to have two people going on maternity leave in the middle of all of this switch because they both had to go on to the state and do the whole do the whole state application and then go and do the whole private application because of the timing so mm. you know and then in between there you're having a baby so you know I mean it's, it's a little complicated at that point but um, I do think that it is going to help us in the future with um, with recruiting and with retention uh, retention being the big thing we have a lot of um, our demographics are a lot of younger people yeah. who are looking at um, buying houses and getting married and, and starting families and what I'm looking to make sure of is that we are looking at the entire employee's journey within the company and how they go through different life stages and how we are supporting them. Um, and then even short-term disability helps us with some of the, you know, the older demographic that might need to go out for something. So uh, I do believe as people start to need more of these types of benefits, they're going to understand them more and they're going to see that it is really a benefit that's going to help us retain people. Yeah. So you, uh, so you added short-term disability to supplement the Connecticut paid family leave benefit. What other changes did you make to your leave policy? It sounds like you did a a full scale update to your employee handbook or at least to the leave portion of it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're working on it. You know, I think every year the way that I'm looking at, um, at the company and at our handbook, um, I mean, if you've never written a handbook, I don't ever suggest it because it's 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 a daunting it's a daunting process. Although we are being, thank goodness, and nobody wants me to write an employee no. handbook. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finding I shouldn't be writing a handbook either. <laughs> um, but uh, I've gotten a lot of help here from uh, our HR people here at One Digital, which has been thank goodness. Um, uh, just you know, even down to the proofreading of it, and making sure things are grammatically correct, but. Um, the way that I look at the leave policy as well as even just a PTO policy and, you know, some of the other policies that really impact um, an, an employee and their, their time at our company is you need to be flexible. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you go and change a policy every single year. But as you start to see the demographic that you have, you know, across the, 
across the land of your company, you have to be open and flexible to making changes um, because that is the way that you you know you hold on to people and yeah. that you and that they and that they value your company and that you show value in them. So we haven't gone and made too many other changes um, as of right now. What we do offer, though, is a time period when somebody comes back to come back at a slower rate, um, working a couple of days a week rather than coming in full force after they come back from uh, maternity leaves um, specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really haven't had to deal with any of you know any other sort of leave at the moment. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm sure it'll come up at some point, yep. but right now. Um, it's it. We haven't gone and really changed too many other things because we've actually have added um, what the state plan offers. It used to be a little bit less where we gave. Um, I think years ago, when the company was smaller, it was you know a six week maternity leave, mm-hmm. and then you came back and you came back slowly. That's no longer <laughs> acceptable. Yeah. Um, so it's it's twelve weeks, but then we do still offer to come back as a, you know, in a slower pace than, um, than you'd have to. Yeah. Was, was there any concern, uh, when, when Connecticut paid family leave went into effect that, that there was going to be, you were, there was going to be a lot of absenteeism that it was going to, you know, you did not experience that. It sounds like, was it, was there a concern did, did things turn out the way you expected or better than expected? But- no, but I will tell you, um, I, I got concerned because when I started really looking into it, we had had we did have somebody that was um, unfortunately diagnosed with um, with cancer and she unfortunately passed away in, um, in in August and had just started getting into looking into the leave. And I had our um, old our other broker before we came to one digital looking into all of the leave so I could understand it. And when it was explained to me that somebody could take, you know, the the intermittent leave is, is probably the most confusing. And mm-hmm. uh, we were looking into having her be able to take four hours on a Monday of leave. And I thought to myself, how am I going to track this? Mm-hmm. Um, it You know, the fact that somebody can take one day a week um, and be paid for it for a year and then after 12 months – it basically gets re-upped. I mean, obviously you need to have doctor um, letters and things like that and get approved. It, it, The way that things are structured right now looks like somebody can work four days and take a day, <laughs> take a day off a, a week and, and do that continuously if they have the reason to do it, which I guess is, is good for people that need to have that. But I, I personally don't know how the state of Connecticut is going to police all of that and and in real time and make sure that it's not being abused so it's um it's going to be interesting I you know I think my at my company right now most people are just happy to have the benefit and they're not Mm. they're not you know looking into it to to use it in in ways that you know that we haven't you know maternity leave and things like that I'm sure some paternity leave will come up as well at some point but I do think that that is that is something that employers need to keep an eye on, because there could you could end up with people who are on intermittent leave for a very long time, and they're you know yeah. basically you're, you you have to hold you're holding their job, and they're they're out part of a week. Right. Right. Indefinitely. Yeah. 
but but no one's been 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 sort of abusing it. It's really just a peace of mind that they have now that yeah. the benefit is there should they need it. Yes, yeah. and and no, nobody's nobody's abusing it at yep. our company. Again, a seventy person company is pretty you know manageable yeah. at this point. Um, and uh, you know what I plan to do is once our once our handbook goes out again for twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three is uh, we hold we will host a couple of meetings to mm-hmm. go through all of the changes and make sure people understand and 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 that they know you know what the benefits are and and how to leverage them and things like that but yep. no no abuse thank goodness because I would hate to have to deal with that Be, being 70 employees you probably I'm gonna guess don't have a third party managing your leave all together so you've got a private Connecticut right. family leave plan but you're then having to coordinate with them on on all forms of other leave, yeah, right, yeah. and um, and and I mean, I will tell you, I would love to. Ha- I, I've I've spoken to the people um, here that uh, manage leave, and I would love nothing more yeah. <laughs> than to hand it over. Yeah. Uh, as we grow and as our demographic starts to um, leverage the benefit more, uh, I will have more of a footing to stand on. Yeah. I think when I go in and say, you know, this this is the amount of time that I'm putting into understand you know tracking the leaves and mm-hmm. and just the compliancy alone and all mm-hmm. of that um this is the time i'm putting into it it makes sense to bring on a third party so i do believe as we grow we're going to start to look into those um those avenues or or i'll be hiring you know a, a leave a, a benefits administrator just yep. in total to take to, to come work with us to do that so we'll see though well, see, you, I always think it's good to learn and to understand these types of things before you do hand them over, um, because I do think that it is it is important for when an employee comes in and, and talks to the HR department and starts asking questions that you can answer um, at least some of the pieces and understand then what you don't know and then and understand where to then send somebody. So yeah. I try to... I mean, I, I know. More, I feel like I know more about the Connecticut leave and 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 anything that I ever wanted to know. But <laughs> but it's good because I can at least now help people when they come to me with questions. Yeah, it just if we could go back. So you had two folks go out of maternity uh, recently. Yes. And did you say one was prior to ten one and one was post ten one? So yes. one of them would be on the state, covered by the state plan, right? Well, prior to ten one. You. Th- You'd think so. Uh-huh. And I think we thought that as well as um, our um, our private insurance company thought that as well. But what happened was as soon as it hit 10-1 and they, they found out, the state found out that we switched over to the private insurance, which wasn't anything that we kept from them. You have to get it approved. You have to if you're gonna if you're going to go the private insurance way, you have to go through a, a, a whole process of um, submitting an application, yep. um, as well as having a vote um, at your company, and um, and before you have a vote, you have to do some sort of a presentation so people know what they're getting into. Yeah, and really get people to nod their heads like, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, which we did, and you have to send out a lot of information. Um, to, as people should be reading it if they do or, or not. And then they take this vote. So the state of Connecticut knew we were switching over uh, to, to a privately held plan. And um, on 10-1, the woman who had gone out prior to 10-1 was informed that the state would no longer cover her. 
that she now needed to go through the private plan. Mm. So she was covered by the state for two weeks, and then it came over to the private plan. So very, very yeah. confusing. Yeah, that is confusing. And, and clearly, uh, clearly, even I was under the impression, but the way insurance normally works is, you know, if the, if the event happens yeah. right. prior to the switch to a new carrier, if you right. will, the old carrier owns that event to its conclusion, essentially. Yes, and, I think and, and, yeah, I, and, everybody was very dumbfounded yeah. by this. And I mean, even even um, Liz and Jeff here were both like, yeah. we've never, I don't think we've had this happen before. Yeah. Right? But I, they were both like, but we don't think that we've ever had somebody who's gone out. And then I don't know if it was because it was just so close to 10-1 mm. um, that the state felt like, why should they carry the burden? Well, there, there I went on the state's uh, uh you know, Q&A, the leave authority Q&A. Yeah. And th- this isn't even, a, at least at the time, it wasn't even addressed. Like, yeah. how are we going to handle a claim that's happening, you know, that, that crosses over a switch to a private plan? So right. I don't think it was um, it, it communicated up front how that would work. But it's good we're having this conversation because I'm sure you're not the only employer that's thinking, geez, I think we might want to contemplate moving to a private plan right. and something people need to know. Right, yeah. right. So that that was a little bit confusing. And, and, you know, unfortunately what that did was it delayed payment to the person because now they had to go and fill out all the paperwork. Sure. And nobody wants to hear from the HR person when, when they're, you know, home with a newborn um, mm-hmm. and, and having to fill out paperwork. But um, it's it's moving. You know, I, I do believe the process will uh, smooth itself out yeah. over time. I'm glad we've gone over to a pi- private plan um, where less money is coming out of people's paychecks. So it's um, less expensive. It's less expensive. The state is um, chart is something like 0.5% of your yep. paycheck. Yep. Um, and um, it pre-tax. The private plan is something like 0.35%, but post-tax. So that's another thing that gets a little confusing. The employees saw the employee. It was, it was seamless for them. Um, I had to work with ADP to get this, and and ADP was even baffled about how to do some of this um, switchover. So that's a, that was another thing that you know when you when you're doing all of these types of things with um, benefits, and if employees owe a portion, you have to think about the payroll consequences, and then even just the the tax paying consequences. So. Mm. Um, ADP would um, had it all set up for the Connecticut tax um, to be taken out, the, the PFML uh, pre-tax, and that was kind of set up automatically because they had to do it for all Connecticut mm-hmm. um, employers. When you call to switch it over to a private insurance, it's, it's, it's on you. Um, and what I mean by that is that they're not going, you know, they're going to help you set up the coding, but then you actually have to go in and do some of the manual labor. Yeah. Um, so I was on the phone multiple times for hours with ADP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and just getting the right person on the phone that knew what I was trying to talk about, like trying to get to do, um, and just, you know, figuring out if it's pre-tax or post-tax, and then um, and then even just the um, how the money's held. So... ADP holds the money and pays the tax to Connecticut for on, yep. on behalf of our company. This now is the money's not paid to the person, and my company's just paying it out yep. of our out of our bank account. So something's confusing there. But to sit down with your employees and explain to them, you know, here's what's happening. You're going to be paying less money a paycheck. 
Um, again, it's dollars. We're not talking about a ton of money, but it's it's dollars. And, you know, a lot of them not not thinking that this, you know, saying, okay, well, what's the great benefit for me then? And and for me to say, you you don't need to deal with the state now. <laughs> like, you, you're you going to be able to pick up the phone and call a rep yep. and get answers. And they're going to get to know your name because, you, you know, you might be working with them a lot. Now, granted, the state gives you a rep, and, and I'm sure a lot of them are great, but we're hoping that as time goes on, you know, we're going to show a very nice, like, seamless way of, of being able to get this PFML benefit through a private insurance company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the private insurance company's core competency is, is administering right. stuff like this. Right. And it, it is not the state's core competency. And I know they farmed it out but um, uh, to a third party. But uh, So did anyone vote against, against the private plan? I'm glad you asked that because surprisingly, yes, one person did. Interesting. And I, and it's, of course, it's anonymous. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I said to my HR, my HR uh, general, uh, manager, I said, who would vote no? <laughs> like, who would vote no? Um, to me, that's either somebody who um, wasn't paying attention, was mad about something, and maybe just felt like they wanted to vote no. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the thing with the vote is that you have to get you have to have fifty percent of your company vote yes plus one. Yeah. So, we had at the time. Um, I think 50 something, 60 people counted and we had over 35 people vote yes. And mm-hmm. I think other people, that we just didn't have people vote didn't for vote, some reason. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we did have one person vote no. And it, mm-hmm. I, and it, and, and it real it still makes me mad because yeah. <laughs> I thought to myself, you know, I, I put together the presentation on understanding Connecticut PFML, then to understand what the switch meant and to understand short-term disability and how you're saving money switching over to the the private insurance carrier and you won't you won't have to you won't have to do anything employee and then the short term disability explaining the monthly costs that our company is paying for that again is now a a free benefit just like our life insurance mm-hmm. our 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 employees don't pay for life insurance but we 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 have a $10,000 policy Flat for each person pay, yeah. um so explaining those to people you know, I, I really took the time and did different sessions and and had um, the team here at, at One Digital even look at the look at my presentation to make sure I was explaining it correctly. And it made me very upset when somebody voted no, but nothing I could do about that. <laughs> it passed, so we're fine. But yeah, yeah. So. Well, one person's not that bad. Um, but yeah, thanks for bringing that up because that's the other thing that that people probably have forgotten is that if you do want to switch to a private plan, you have to go through the application process, mm-hmm. which includes that employee vote, and that's unique to Connecticut paid family leave. Yeah. Um, I think we had to one up our neighbors in Massachusetts, maybe, and yes. uh, and and add that provision to it. But um, what about the, what about the idea that it's not just caring for for direct family members, but but you know, you, it could extend to people who aren't really family, but are like family. Is right. that a concern you at all? Right. Um, again, I don't. Even though it's been explained, mm. I don't know how many people really understand that. Understand that. I do believe you're, there's definitely going to be people that take advantage of this mm-hmm. um, in, in ways. And, and, and advantage, I think, in, in good ways, right? I mean, we all have that aunt or uncle that aren't really related to us, but maybe we're the, you know, the person that is who's going to be called when they have to go to the hospital or if they have to go in for an operation, you know, 
were all they have. Um, I think about some of my neighbors who are elderly and they have no other family and, you know, sometimes they will call my house to, to have us help do something. So, you know, you, you think about that. And so I think it's, I think it's good and, and people that could take advantage of it in the right way to help other people will be great. I do think there will be the people that do go take advantage of it in a, in a different way. Um, again, I don't know if that's, I, I'm hoping that doesn't happen where I work and Mm -hmm. but again as as a it it, it's again not up to our departments to police that it's really going to be up to the the, The, to Connecticut to do that yeah Yeah, the the plan the Connecticut plan or the private plan to to police that but it it's going to it's going to just I can't imagine with some employers what kind of um chaos that's going to to bring about but um but I you know I'm I'm hoping that we you know, I think our, our team is pretty good in that they, they value their jobs, they value the work, and they, they you know, this benefit is, is at least something that they get to take advantage of if they need to. Yeah. I will say with the, the Connecticut plan, just to go back to the voting and the application, um, it was very quick. Uh, I really thought, I thought to myself, uh, I, hope they, I hope the Connecticut plan doesn't drag this out, and then I need to give them more information, and, you know, then I don't hear from them. It, I, I was impressed with how quick it was, uh, how quick they approved the private plan. And then I wondered, is it because they don't want, <laughs> because they're happy <laughs> that you're not having to, you know, they don't have to deal with you anymore, but they're also not getting your money. So, so I don't know, but it was, it was a very quick process for anybody that's thinking about switching over to a, a private plan. Um, it, it was pretty seamless yeah. in that sense. Yeah. I didn't have to bother them and they were super quick. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you heard feedback from employees, favorable feedback? So, you know, any thank yous for, I mean, I know the, the paid family leave is a, is a mandated benefit, but you've gone above and beyond. Right. And you've added the, you've added the STD to supplement it and you've taken some other additional, uh, leave policy actions. What's the feedback? Um, overall the, the feedback was, was very good. Um, you know, I think the, uh, again, the more, we can talk about the benefits that people are getting um, that they're not paying for, mm-hmm. uh, the better, you know, and, I, and, and people do say thank you and they do get it. I, you know, I think one of the, the, one, the one places with short-term disability is that threshold of, of salary. Uh, we do have a lot of people that make under that that won't be able to take advantage of the short-term mm-hmm. disability um, in, insurance on top, but hopefully the, pay, the paid leave will, will help them. Um, but then the people that are above that, I think, really do understand it and mm-hmm. think and say have come to me and said, "Thank you." Like I realize now that you know I'm not going to have to. I'm not paying for that. Mm-hmm. That that that's a this is a great benefit. Um, uh, the other thing that we also do is we pay 85% of um, the insurance premium for um, for medical for mm-hmm. our employees. That is generous. Yep. Yeah, the employee only plan, but. I will tell you, it's you know we've we sit down with people and we explain, if you were with another company, you would be paying you know maybe twenty five or thirty percent of that premium mm-hmm. yourself, and you're only paying fifteen. That's more money in your paycheck. Um, same thing with vision and dental. Our employees don't pay any of that premium, wow. so we pay it as a company. Yeah. So these are things that when we 
when we do benefits, when we're talking to new hires or we're trying to make offers, we put this all down so they could see really the value of the offer. And then uh, we just started this past year and we're going to work on it going into next year, putting together um, after we have an annual review with somebody, their whole compensation package so they could see it. Um, the value of the benefits. Yeah, yeah, because I do think that that's one thing. A lot of people focus on what's in their paycheck mm-hmm. and what they're bringing home. And and I, I you know, I, I'm seeing a lot on this pay transparency and and all of that. And, you know, I think I think that's all. I think the world is changing. There's mm-hmm. no keeping your salary secret anymore. Um, not with TikTok. Uh, challenges and all that. But what people need to understand is that you can have pay transparency all over the place, but when you don't see everything that's piled on top of it from a benefit perspective, uh, it's a little misleading. Yeah. And that's where I want to make sure that myself, my team, and and just our senior management team has have the visibility to be able to have those conversations with people and say, this is, you know, you have to understand what else the company is paying for Yeah. on top of that. So. Yeah, it, it's pretty typically now if 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 we're hiring and we don't proactively talk about the benefits, the candidates will ask. It yeah. is important to them, um, as it should be. Um, totally. And, and they should be asking, you know, what, what, what are the benefits and what am I going to have to pay for it? So uh, that's great. What did we miss? What, what do we need to talk about that we haven't talked about yet as it relates to leave and um, – absence management, kinetic pay family leave? Well, you know, I think the, the hardest part about absent, absent management is when somebody does go on leave, who is doing their job? <laughs> you mm. know, I mean, we're, we're not a large, we're not a huge company that, that has a lot of flexibility with, with, um, with additional people that aren't already have a, um, their plate loaded, mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of work. So we really do, um, you know, Thinking into 2023, I think it's really important to put together people's strategy and understanding where your people are, what their strengths are. And when you do have somebody that leaves for, you know, either a maternity leave, which you can actually plan for, yeah. which nobody does, but, you know, you have time to plan for it. You should take it. Uh, you know, I love it when all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, you're having a baby in like a week. We need to plan for that. Um, but then you do get those leaves that are not plan for so what is just your overall people strategy when it comes to this and that is really where companies need to be super proactive and you need to think about all of this because people have now employees have now so much more of a of a right to be able to to take a leave for all different reasons um you need to really plan for that as a company be ready for it that's great and i'll tell you i can't imagine being at you know a five-person company and, and, and working with a leave because that's just where, you know, you don't have the flexibility of the people um, to be able to jump in. We're, a li- we're closer to that point where we have, you know, more people, obviously, but the, the le- everything with leave, I think, is great from the employee, but for some of these businesses that are, you know, if you have one employee or more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you Connecticut, gotta... Connecticut pay family leave is down to one, you know, sole yeah. proprietors are subject to this. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's a great point. And, you know, uh, it's great advice, Kate. Like, we think ahead. What are you going to do? And you really have to plan by role because some roles maybe you go out and find a temp, but right. there are some roles that really you know a temp right. isn't going to do it. So right. what do you do then? Yeah, I, I I came into this company last September, and the first thing I looked at was just how lean we were yeah. and with the amount of work. And 
and you know that's very profitable because you you're getting a lot out of people and they're they're working hard but what what you start to, what we started to see after the pandemic and then going into the great recession or the great resignation were just people not tolerating um, working mm. that that way anymore or maybe not as many people tolerating it so having to really look at you know look at salaries and say okay do we do we start to kind of level out salaries so then we can bring in additional people so then people can leave at five o'clock at night and not have to reopen their computer so mm. you know really looking at burnout and, yeah, work-life and, and balance. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's it's really where you have to jump into a cycle and start making changes in order to then when you get to a team having a leave with you know the, the two people that are, the two people that are out right now and another one on its way going to be out having a, a, a maternity leave are all on the same account team like all on the account team so you're now talking <laughs> that that's a team now that's really having to stretch thin because um, it's hard to bring freelance in for that team because mm-hmm. it's client driven so um, these are all things that you really do need to think about and plan for and yeah. now more than ever because of burnout and because and you just heard it on the you know, on the on the news today, uh, inflation. Obviously, everything is crazy, but there's still two jobs for every person out there. So we're not feeling that unemployment yet, and people aren't feeling that squeeze to need to stay at their job, to stay at their job. There's yep. still jobs out there where they can, you know, hop hop skip and jump to. Yeah. So, it, it, part of my job coming in last year was to really just look at everything first and then say, okay, what do we need to do? And and I I really was went to the owner and said, I really think, you know, if you're building a house, you have to have a stable foundation and we need to plug some of the, some of the bigger, um, jobs, uh, here with people and to alleviate the higher level people and the, and the lower level people from, you know, not having somebody help manage them. And so we've done that. We've, we've filled the gaps with, um, with important roles and, um, and have made sure that people feel like they're supported underneath uh, there's still work to be done. There always is, but um, that's really important. And sometimes you have to, you have to open up your pocketbook a little bit to pay to pay for that in order then to look a year later. Yeah. To see that you did the right thing. Yeah. And and that's what's important because again, like you said, somebody can go and leave, and there isn't somebody to fill their shoes. So, yeah. especially if I can't imagine being in an industry where it's a, you know, a a, a very high skill mm-hmm. that that somebody right. We're, t- we're yeah. generally temp agencies aren't going no, right. to find the right person for you. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. So fortunately in marketing, w- where we are at, you know, there's a lot of people that, yeah, that have different types yeah. of skills you can yeah. fill roles with. But that that's really the whole part of people planning mm-hmm. and, stra- and the whole strategy of, of working with the team leaders to figure out how the teams are structured and yep. and all of that. Great. Well, thank you, Kate. We, we so appreciate you taking the time to share your Connecticut pay family leave and, and general leave experience with us. And um, we're going to let you go. But first, we have some rapid fire questions we ask every guest. Okay. Are you ready for Do that? I have a pass button. <laughs> <laughs> no <Sure>. passes. No, <laughs> it's not that difficult. You ready? Okay. Let's go. Tea or coffee? Oh, gosh. Coffee in the morning, tea at night. Okay. Favorite food? Oh, I just passed. Uh, what is that? Wayback Burger. What is that over there? No, uh, I was like Five Guys. I was like, I need to. I'm gonna get a burger on my way yeah, out of here. Yeah. I, would, I would say I do love here. I do love burgers. Yeah. Uh, last thing you watched on TV? Um, 
the Today Show. Boring, right? No judgment. Very first job. Um, oh, gosh. Very first job. I, I was a buster at a restaurant. And, Kate, our theme at One Digital this year is to be all in. Mm-hmm. So uh, how do you plan to be all in professionally and or personally um, in 2023? It's almost 2023 now. Oh, so It's crazy. Well, I I feel like I am I'm very all in at at this company. You know, I I feel like when I personally when I take on a on a new role, I that that's I, I feel like I I personally do that. I always go all in. I want to know everything I need to know about every single piece of everything. I I I've always been a jack of all trades, never really a, ma- a master. Um, but I do think that being a jack of all trades does help you with being able to navigate a lot of different situations. And uh, moving into the HR role out of being in client service, uh, I've really enjoyed because I do like working with people. And I'm hoping more and more as my, as this, as the company I'm at expands, that I get to be, you know, even more involved in, in the different pieces of the employee's journey um, and really helping to make the company that I'm working at the best that I possibly can be. Because you want nothing more than for people to, you know, talk about the company when they're there in a good light. And then if they leave for whatever reason, you want them to be able to say they had a good experience and that they grew. So, I, you know, that, that, that takes my department being all in mm-hmm. and, and really, you know, valuing the people that we bring in and their time that they're there. Awesome. All right. Thanks again, Kate. And thank you to everyone who's listening. We, we really do appreciate your support uh, of the number one benefits in HR related podcast, Friends with Employee Benefits. Mm-hmm.